wait, like, I don't even have to have a kid to start a 529. What's up with that? Yeah, it's true. You don't have to. Hey, this is Financial Life Planning. I'm Matt Robeson, and I am joined by my co-host, as always, Mike Morton of Morton Financial Advice. Wait, so first of all, that was exciting for our listeners. That was Mike's first experience with a cold open. A cold open is where you just kind of start in the middle of the action, and it's like a little clip. It's like a little preview of what's about to happen. We were just doing a show about Roth and 529s and this new wrinkle in the tax law, and it, Mike, it seems to have gotten you inspired that there's like lots more beneath the 529 account. And I think it's a good idea. You want to do some bonus 529 strategies. Yeah. Yeah. I figured we'd throw in some advanced strategies. First of all, I like the cold open. That caught me by surprise. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> That's why I didn't explain to you what it was beforehand, because it's supposed to be cold. I want it to be super organic. Yeah. It was very organic and cold. <laughs> Yeah, that's, no, no one expects the cold open. No one, no one, no one was ready for that, Matt. Yeah, so we were talking about five two nines, and and of course the new rules and the Roth IRAs makes you know the you can transfer some leftover money if you happen to have it into the Roth IRA, which is great. And so it got me thinking about a couple of other advanced strategies that we can use for five two nines. So I thought we'd bring that to the listeners today. Uh, I've got three tips. I'm sure there are more out there, um, but I've got three to bring your way that might make sense. Again, might make sense for you. So good things to know about. All right. Programming note. We just did this episode about this cool new wrinkle about this kind of interesting Venn diagram overlap between 529s and Roth IRAs. We'll get into that a little bit in this show, but you can go back in the feed either in financial life planning or we're also in my podcast, Beyond Politics. You can check that out over there and get kind of the full deep dive. And also programming note, We've done shows on 529s before, and we've done some really interesting pieces. We've broken it down. There's all kinds of considerations about what state plan you go with and whether you run your current educational expenses, even if you're not in college or don't have kids in college through 529s. Check those out. All right. But this is all bonus, right? This is extra stuff. Extra stuff. And one of the reasons to bring this up, Matt, is I often run into clients that are great savers. And so they've saved a lot. They're maxing out their employer retirement account, that 401k or 403b. They're doing some IRAs if they can, putting money in there. But they still have leftover savings and they're saving it just into their regular checking saving brokerage account. And they've built up quite a bit of money there. And so and remember that brokerage accounts are taxable accounts. And so you have this tax drag every year. You don't get the full return even if you've got a you know, S&P 500 index fund. All the dividends that are coming off of there get taxed every year. So we call that a tax drag. And so it'd be great if there's other accounts that you could shove some money into that don't have that tax drag. And that's a 529. The 529 money that's in a 529 grows tax-free and potentially you get it out tax-free for all the things that we've mentioned about, talked about before. So that's the setup here is if you find yourself in that great saving category, maybe you're young and you've got extra money you're saving, maybe you've built up a bunch of savings, here's potential ideas that to try to get that money growing tax-free for you rather than just sitting in your taxable brokerage account. The first one here, and I have to admit, I haven't looked super deeply into all of these bonus things. So I'm on a voyage of discovery too, much like you and the cold open mechanism. Let's go back to the cold open. I love this idea. You kind of introduced this in the last show we did about that overlap of Roths and 529s. This idea of like, you know what? First of all, you don't have to have a child right now. And also, right. there, there could be 
future children. I'm not trying to step on the, what we're about to talk about, but wait, run this down for me because I think this is news to a lot of people. Yeah. If you're thinking about what to do with your savings and how to get it growing tax-free, you might dismiss the idea of a 529. Oh, that's for education expenses. That doesn't apply to me. Nope. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 529s. Recall that a 529 has an account owner. So typically you open it as the parent, maybe open the 529 and it has a beneficiary. And typically, as you mentioned, Matt, that would be your child that you expect to have college expenses in the future. But the beneficiary can be, wait for it, it can be yourself. You can open up a 529 as the account open account owner and you are the beneficiary. So let's put, you know, let's, let's see how we could apply this. If you're the beneficiary, it could be for future education expenses for yourself. That's great. You want to go back to, to school. You want to get some different degrees. You can use it for all kinds of things. So that's a potential option. But the other one is if you're thinking about having a family. So you're young, you're thinking, hey, we might have some kids in a couple of years. You could open a 529 now with yourself as the beneficiary, the account owner and beneficiary, put money in there, have it start growing tax-free. And if you do have kids in a couple of years, you can always change the beneficiary to the kids. So it gives you, you know, maybe a, a couple of years head start on growing that money tax-free. Oh my gosh, your kid is the player to be named later in the trade, right? It's right. you ever see one of these NBA or NFL trades? It's we've just traded Mike Morton for a player to be named later. And it'll be a draft it'll be a draft pick. <laughs> right. It's your future draft pick is your kid. First of all, why is it for cash considerations? Why add the word consideration? That is duplicative. For cash. We just, just cash. traded for cash. Straight up cash. Mike by the way, this is a great time for me to tell you. Mike, we've traded you. Okay, for cash. Oh, no. It's it's not for considerations. It I I just I just need the money. This is spectacular. I love the idea of a five to nine for an unborn child. Start your yourself can be a placeholder that can become right. real, or it could be a future kid. And I I'm already going to step on this. I'm going to spoil it. It could be a grandkid. Like uh, yep. you know, you could change the player to be named later, later, and multiple <laughs> times. It's, That's right. It, this is amazing to me. And the other, the other great thing I love this strategy is because often when you're first starting out in your career in your 20s, maybe you're not making that much money. Hopefully you're saving, you're maxing out what you can. I always say try to save at least 15% of your gross income. But in your late 20s, early 30s, maybe right before you're thinking about having that family, that's a time in your life where you might have a little bit of extra saving. You've gone in your career for five or 10 years. You've gotten a little older. You've got, you know, moved up the path. You're making more income, right? Gotten a few raises but you don't yet have the expenses of kids. Matt, you and I know, <laughs> let's not tune in to all the listeners how expensive kids can be, but you don't have that quite yet. So you've got this extra savings. And so here's a way that you can, hey, we're gonna start having a family. We're starting to think about that. Boom, you can use some of the extra savings, get it growing tax-free. So that's the other reason that I love this strategy, especially for that time of life. Right, well, it does remind me of the old saying, beer, it's not just for breakfast anymore. And <laughs> five two nines. Don't be fooled. You don't have to have kids. Now, the, the major discussion we had in that recent episode was people get a little nervous, I think, before now, justifiably so, about what if I put money into an education expense tax-free account? That's what a 529 is. And I don't have education expenses. And what you're saying is not only do we have this great feature of like name your player later, name your kid later, name your grandkid later, but also there's now an escape hatch here. Right. And that is 
strategy number two plays into strategy number two as well. So the first one is this. So what happens, Mike, I put some money in, but then we couldn't have kids or we changed our mind or whatever it is. First, as we've talked about many times, you can use it for a variety of different family members, nieces, nephews, cousins, yourself, etc. So you could do that. And now we got the escape hatch too, which is you can, if you leave it in there for 15 years, you can roll it into your Roth IRA. Right. And that's, I think, super important for people to avoid this idea that it's not just for breakfast anymore. And anything else you just, if people don't want to go, look, I want people to go back and listen to that whole other episode, but any other features of that you, you want to highlight in terms of, you know, just knowing the lay of the land with this yeah. new rule? Well, we'll get into it now because I'm going to talk about strategy number two, which is this idea of using the 529 in the meantime with the idea that you're going to put it into your Roth IRA. All right. So this is not like for a future kid. This is literally, hey, I'm going to use this advanced strategy. I'm going to get some money growing tax free in my 529 now with the intent to roll in the Roth IRA later. Now, oh, my gosh, this is the Neo approach. It's like there is no spoon. It's, you're saying there is no kid like you never no intended kid. to have one. You open the 529 anyway because yes. you've got this escape hatch. Yes. So here's advanced. Ooh. Now. I should have mentioned right at the top of the episode, but since we had the cold open, it totally slipped my mind. These are advanced strategies. Things can go wrong with these, all right? We're trying to make assumptions for the future. What if I don't have kids? In this one, it's what if Congress changes the rules again? What if all kinds of things could happen and go wrong with this? What right. if the IRS comes down and is like, no, you can't. This, these are supposed to be for education and you can't just roll it like this with never having a kid or something. So again, these are advanced strategies that would I recommend them to clients? Yeah, in certain situations, absolutely, I would talk about it, but it's really up to you to understand the risks of each strategy and whether you know, it makes sense for you. Are you ready to create your ideal lifestyle? Let's discover what's most important to you and design a plan to have more of that in your life. Go to meetmikemorton.com. All one word, meetmikemorton.com. Hey, can we sidetrack for a quick second? This is where my experience as a congressional staffer might play in. In general, what I found is that when Congress changes tax laws, they tend to put in safe harbor provisions, meaning if you were operating under a set of rules in good faith at the time, and then Congress changes the rules, there's usually a ramp down period and there's usually a safe harbor, which says if you get to continue to play out whatever you set up under those rules and the change is going to be forward-looking for new people. So my point is, in general, I would think that if you t adopt this advanced strategy where you are opening up this 529 account with the intent of simply eventually passing it through to a Roth IRA, even if Congress changes the rules, you'd probably still be safe. But of course, that's I, no guarantee. That's I, my experience. Yeah. Is that your, generally your I think you're, yes, that's my expectation and as well. The only caveat is the sec, the first one, yeah, I was planning to have kids. It didn't happen, so I had to use one of these other things. This second one, if you go in saying, hey, I'm going to use this to avoid taxes, <laughs> which is essentially yeah, right. what we're trying to do, and never having a kid, never wanting to do it, then they could come down and say, no, you're not allowed to do that. I'll give you an example. We use backdoor sure. Roths all the time. You put the money into the traditional Roth because you, you make too much to contribute directly to the Roth IRA. You put money into the traditional IRA. A few weeks later, you change your mind. No, I don't want it in the traditional IRA. I'm going to do a conversion into the Roth IRA. And Congress, IRS has said, yeah, you can basically do that, okay? But IRS does have a doctrine saying 
basically you can't combine rules in the tax code to avoid taxes. All right. Mm -hmm. You can't combine rules in such a way that you're trying to use loopholes. And that's kind of what we're doing with that backdoor Roth. And so financial advisors have been very careful over the last decades. Leave it in the traditional IRA, maybe for six months, maybe even a year. Leave it in there because you intended to keep it in there. And then later you changed your mind. Okay. IRS has actually come out and said, no, it's fine. So now we as financial advisors are a little less worried about that. But I just pointing that out. It is a risk. No, that's a great caveat there. I've actually had this happen with my tax preparer, totally different section of the tax code. This was years ago where he took me through this like it was weird. I felt like I was in one of those cop procedural shows where it was like, and where were you on the night in question, Mr. Robeson? He literally was like, what was your mindset and intent when you undertook mm -hmm. this fill in the blank strategy? And I was like, I guess I was, would you say that you were intending to do X and such? And I was like, yeah, I'd say that would be reasonable. He's like, aha, I've got you. Meaning it, it was really important to him to have a coherent story and to have that line up with, a reasonable interpretation of, of our intent for what we were going to do tax-wise. So great. Okay. Important caveat noted. But your original point was these are advanced strategies, eyes wide open. Yeah, there you go. And the second one, you could do that same thing. Did you intend to have kids? Yes, I did. Okay. So here's the strategy for this one. You are young. You've got some extra, you got some extra savings. All right. And it's sitting there in a taxable account. You want it growing tax-free. Open up a 529. You're the account owner you're the account beneficiary and put in $15,000 and put it 100% into a diversified index fund portfolio in the stock market. You get seven or 8% return in 15 years that will turn into the 15,000 turns into 35,000. So you let it sit there, you open the account, put in 15 grand, let it sit there, grow for you for the next 15 years, turns into 35 grand. At that point, 15 years from now, you're making more money, you've grown in your career, you have more expenses, so you can't save as much. And you're also above the income limit to contribute directly to a Roth IRA. Okay. But now what you can do is take the 35,000 via the new rule we talked about in last episode, and you can transfer money from a 529 into your Roth IRA subject to the yearly limits. This year it's $6,500 if you're under 50. So if it was this year, you could do 6,500 of the 15 of the 35,000 that it's grown to. You can transfer 6,500 from your 529 into your Roth IRA, and there's no income limit. So even though your income has grown and you can't do this directly from your income, you can do it via the 529. So that's the strategy is while you've got this extra savings, chuck it in the 529 now, let it roll for 15 years, and then use that money to fund your Roth IRA in future years. All right, quick read back. So strategy number one, Name yourself as a beneficiary, open up the account. You have player to be named later, could be your kid. And strategy number two is bear in mind that you can do this conversion later. You can even adopt that as a strategy at the time, understanding that there is a little bit of regulatory risk here that the rules could change. And we talked just very briefly on that last show about these conversions that you do have other kinds of escape hatches here. Like for example, you could end up not having kids. You could have a niece, you could right. have a nephew, you could have a cousin. So like there, I'm guessing that it's not bad to have that in mind. Okay, if this doesn't work out, what is sort of plan B, plan C? Yep, 
Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm not too worried. Yeah, with the caveats in mind, this one I don't think the IRS is going to come down and be like, ah, you, you couldn't do that because this is something they said you can do. They want more options for the five two nine. So I think this is a fantastic strategy. To be honest, the first one's great, and I'm not saying the fifteen grand. Like the first one, you have a child, like you can just get started. Maybe open it up, put in a couple thousand, just to get started on that kind of thing. This is a specific strategy for like, hey, I'm going to fund my Roth IRA in future years. I'm going to grow some money tax free now and then roll it over in future years. And it's great if you have the 15 grand sitting around, just open up the account, throw in 15 grand, sit back and relax for 15, you know, for 15 years. Yeah, and it's almost worth touching on the flip side of your downside risk, which is, wait, what if I do have kids? What if they actually need this money for college? And like, now I've got 35. It almost begs the question of, is the juice worth the squeeze on this? Because nowadays for higher ed, 35,000 doesn't sound like a lot of money. I'll just note that I was in this situation, granted it was like 30 years ago at this point when I was going into college, but there, there was just like a little bit of money that my grandparents had left and it had gone through my aunt and it's a whole, it's a whole backstory there. But the point is it wasn't factored in as part of my student financial aid. And so this money was sitting there and that became available. Unlike normal student aid to me is a 100% tax on everything you've saved. It's pretty bad, <laughs> but this money was sitting there and it, that, that was my grandparents intent was that there would be just like a little bit. And you know, it, it kind of paid for my first year of college and maybe this 35,000, but today's rates, like it wouldn't cover a full first year at some institutions. But it could cover half of it. Like it could get you an eighth of the way there. Like this seems meaningful to me. And so the reverse downside risk is not that substantial. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's, you know, there's, again, everyone's got to look at their situation. Like maybe you have a super small family. So you don't have like, you know, brothers, sisters, nieces and nephews. Or maybe you have a really big family. Like, oh, there's no problem. I'll be able to use this money. Uh, you know, whatever it is. This is also something you can use even if you have kids. Matt, you and I could do this. We could open up another 529. You're allowed to have multiple 529s. So you can open up another one. We could throw in 15 grand and let it sit around for 15 years. At that point, hopefully we still need the money and can use the money and we're retired. So then we could just start rolling yeah. it into, you know. Although at that point, you still need earned income, recall, to roll it into your Roth IRA. You're still, you know, bound by those rules. So we still need to be working in 15 years, Matt. Yeah, well, that's where the residuals from this <laughs> show come in. All right, let's hear your third strategy. Residuals. Well, the third strategy is residuals from the show. I was going to be great. You've been when getting we, the checks, right? When can we right? retire that? <laughs> no, you've been getting You're, my checks. <laughs> I've been getting I. I've been sending you to check your mailbox. I'm right. <laughs> definitely pretty sure that I, I put that in the mail. All right. All right. Third, third, third the strategy. The third one, you just brought it up, Matt. It's the dynasty trust. So this is the 529 is called a poor man's dynasty trust because you can put money in there again. So this could be anybody's age range, but let's talk about maybe grandparents. You've saved up money. Your retirement's looking good. You really believe in education. You want to help out the kids, the grandkids during these tough years, right? The kids are very expensive as we may have mentioned. So the you know parents sometimes want to help out their kids and grandkids by doing this. You can set up, you can fund a 529 with a lot of money. You can put up to three, four, almost $500,000 mm. per state 
per 529 per state. So like you can put in a lot of money into these things and it can grow even beyond that. So that's the contribution limits. States have contribution limits of hundreds of thousands. We don't talk about much because it's like 400,000, 500,000, but it can grow beyond that. If it happened you invest it and it continues to grow, that's not a problem. It's just the contribution. So you can, and then you let it ride. So you can put in hundreds of thousands. Now there's gift taxing, okay? There's gift tax rules and stuff like that, all right? But you can put in hundreds of thousands in a five to nine, invest it, have it grow and compound. And remember, you can always change beneficiaries. You can open up new 529s and roll it. So it's, hey, I want to give my son Rick, Rick again, you know, for his kids, $20,000 or something. So you can open a 529 and transfer 20,000 from your $400,000 529 into that one. So parents, grandparents can, if you have extra savings and education for your extended family is very important. You can massively fund a 529 and use it over future years, future generations for funding education expenses. Right. This could be an, literally an ongoing trust. Like you could start this, your parents could start this, and it could originally be the beneficiary is your children. Then it could be your grandchildren, and then it could go on and on. That's yep. It's actually amazing to me. I have a really important question for you. When you were younger, we're about to lose like anyone who's under the age of 45. When you were younger, were you a Dynasty, Dallas, or Falcon Crest kind of guy? <laughs> I don't think any of those, my friend. Well, Dynasty was, was Blake Carrington. And oh, Dallas God. was J.R. Ewing. I was a Dallas guy. I was six years old, and I spent a whole summer wondering, who shot J.R.? Okay. <laughs> I think they've rebooted awesome. all of those shows now. And I, So maybe the younger generation is, what are you talking about? Like, I watched that on TikTok yesterday. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Three-second episodes. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> who shot J.R.? I did. I We're did. Done. <laughs> Boy, TikTok is great. I love TikTok. Well, Shout cool out about to this. all our young peeps. Yeah. What's cool about this, The di- normal, a lot of wealthier families will set these trusts up, these dynasty trusts. What's great about this 529 is that it's click, 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 you're done. Most of the time you have these trusts and trustees and it costs a lot of money and oversight and management for setting up a, what we call dynasty trust, legacy family trust. 529 is click, click, click. Boom. You got a 529. You can put in hundreds of thousands. You can even up, open multiple of them. If you had a million dollars that you wanted to like fund, you could do multiple of these things. And then it just, it's set it and forget it kind of stuff. You know, it doesn't cost money each year. They're very easy to set up, very easy to manage. And so that's why they call it the sort of poor man's dynasty trust. Well, and that's, it harkens back to your point about strategy number two is that you do the one where you're intending to do that conversion, right? You, and you put in the 15K and you're thinking to yourself, but I've still got more money. We'll set up a multiple, like a second account and set up a dynasty trust and just say, you know what? I don't know what's going to become of this, but I want to be Blake Carrington. I'm making up that name. I really hope that name is (laughs) Maybe it is. Um, I mean, there's so many, there's so many cool things when you start thinking about it, because even if you had an extra, again, we're saying extra, you've got money in your taxable savings. Maybe you're close to retirement. You've got adult kids, but they don't have families or other significant others yet even, but you could still open up five, two nines, put in five grand, put in 10 grand. It grows tax-free. So right. if you're you know, planning for this for your kids anyway, don't wait to have them inherit it when they're 60, when you die and they're 60 years old. Like you can start now with these kinds of things. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that really is amazing. All right, this has been super useful to me. I'm honestly like, I, I'm, I'm sort of excited. In your top 10, we talked about doing an NCAA bracket of your favorite accounts. I don't know, man. 529s are- 529s are, are moving up. Rising. 
Yeah. They're moving up. <laughs> All right, anything else you want to hit before we're no, out? No, that was it, man. It was good. All right. Uh, well, for Mike Morton, I'm Matt Robeson, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us on Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to and rate the podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with me at LinkedIn or MortonFinancialAdvice.com. I'd love to get your feedback. If you have a comment or question, please email me at financialplanningpod at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. This recording is for informational purposes only and should not be considered for investment advice. Opinions expressed as are of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. We do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the data presented here.